Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is going on? My name is Justin. This is Sports Sales and Coffee, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy day and allowing me to enter your ear holes and tickle that beautiful, that beautiful brain of yours with a little bit of information, a little bit of knowledge, and even some motivation that will hopefully help you reach and exceed your sales goals so you can absolutely dominate the sales game. I want you to be the alpha and just the king, the queen, and just dominate. I want you to kill it. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, and I really hope you are and you do, it'd mean the world to me if you could like, subscribe, and comment to wherever you listen to the podcast. If you could tell a friend about the podcast, and if you could, I don't know, let's be friends ourselves. Follow me on social media, at Sports Sales Coffee on Facebook, at Sports Sales Coffee on Instagram, at SSC underscore podcast on Twitter, Sports Sales and Coffee on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. I'm a TikToker now. Sports Sales Coffee. That's at Sports Sales Coffee. Um, Like, subscribe, comment. I know I already said that, but I guess that's important. That's why people say it and just... Keep on listening and slide into my DMs. Let me know your thoughts, your feelings. If you have an idea for an episode, if some of the things that we've talked about um, has helped you, you've been able to implement it into your game, you've been able to find success and maybe changing your mindset, I would love to hear about it. It amps me up and I just absolutely love it. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the support and listening. It means the absolute world to me. And um, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's what it is. Episode 81. In your face, the Randy Moss episode. People might be like, Randy Moss, 84. No, 81. And the Pats, I got a white Pats jersey with number 81. So, number 81, Randy Moss episode. Um, I haven't done that in a while. Mostly because I've been in the 70s, the 60s, 70s. And it's kind of tough to, um, kind of tough to get in that. But now I'm in the 80s. You know, there's a lot of wide receivers, Hall of Famers that that have been in there. So I might start doing that again. And then, man, the 90s, defensive linemen. And, and, but I, I get off track. I get off track. So the first thing I actually want to talk about is something that in the first episode, and I've only talked about twice in the whole, in the whole series of sports sales and coffee, is I want to talk about stuff that happens in the sports business world and kind of give you my opinions. And I know I talked a little bit about episodes ago about in Fenway where Sam Adams basically kind of kicked out Budweiser and how I thought that was just a, a really good program. You know, like I was amazed by it. But I don't know if you've read Baseball Digest or, or if you've heard. It's been on social media. It's, it's it's a little bit of a buzz. Not a big one, but a little one. And it's something that I just I disagree with to my core. And it's 
the Savannah Bananas not or not selling advertisement anymore. They took out all the outfield signage. They're not doing a program with advertisements. They're not doing in-game games with with advertisements and companies. They are just going to be an ad-free ballpark. And in their words, to enhance the fan experience because ads were distracting to the fans. I don't agree with that. Now you might say, well, it doesn't matter what your thoughts are. And you're right. It doesn't. If they're doing well, if they're able to be in the in the black and not in the red and they're making money and they and they, I mean, they've they sell out. I think I saw that they, they have an 88 game sellout streak, which is phenomenal, which is very, very good. That's like, a, you know, they, they, they I think they've been sold out for uh, almost five years now. Uh, they do 20 home games as a collegiate baseball team. I believe it's 20, um, 20 home, 20 road. And I, I think that's great. I, I, th- I think it's awesome. I think some of the things they do I agree with. Some of the things that they do I don't agree with. I think it comes from a fundamental standpoint. I think I'm a salesman through and through. I just, I really enjoy sales. I think it's a great thing. I think it benefits not only yourself as a salesperson, but also the client. I think you build great partnerships. Um, I think it's very rewarding. It, it's That's what I believe in sales. And, and I, I believe people like being sold to. I don't believe. Now, when I say that, I mean, I don't agree with people selling someone junk and just selling to sell. But I think when you sell something, you can actually help the person and you can enhance their business by your product or your experience and help out with t- with with company morale and employee appreciation. And you can do all that stuff. So I believe sales is very key. They just have a different outlook on it. And it amazes me, and I would love to look at it because of what I've read a little bit about it is that they're not going to raise ticket prices. So let's just break it on. on and this is how my head works. If if very simple, very simple numbers. If they're making a hundred thousand dollars on their ticket revenue, and they're making a hundred thousand dollars on their sponsorship and advertisement, and they're not going to raise ticket prices, and all their tickets are an all-you-can-eat food, therefore. Out of those two things, and let's take merchandise out of the out of it, but those two things themselves, you're not making extra money. You're actually losing a hundred thousand. So, and maybe I'm looking at this wrong, but to me, I just don't agree with it. I just don't think it makes sense. I think sports and advertisement go hand in hand. I think it what makes the sport industry great. I think it's a big pillar in the industry, and I love it. I mean, the simple fact that I think it's. It's it's a great partnership that the NBA has with the individual sponsors that can go on the jerseys. I think that's a great great thing. I think it's better than what you see in in um in in Premier League soccer where it's just a huge Chevy logo, you know, or or you know the huge logo on the front, and then then their team has that little patch um, or their you know their seal right in the in the corner. The NBA thing looks great. I think the Celtics jerseys look phenomenal with the GE logo. I think the the Cavs look great with the Good Goodyear logo. I think with Geico with um with the uh, Washington with the with the Wizards. I think it looks good, and I think it goes hand in hand. I also think these games that people do. I think 
um, when you listen to the radio and hearing a radio call and a radio read and seeing the sign when a when an outfielder goes to get a catch, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's it's phenomenal that you can see logos on the court and you can see logos on the ice and and then you see you know banners when someone gets checked into the boards. I think it goes hand in hand. And I'm a traditionalist. I think it's 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 always been there because it's worked. I think it's the supply and demand. I think it builds great partnerships. I just I'm a big believer in it, and for them to not do it, it just to me it doesn't make sense. I disagree with it. I don't know how they're staying afloat, and I also think if anything, it's almost kind of clickbait. Is they want to try to be, and they've always I've always felt this about them, and and they've always wanted to be on the national scale. They've always wanted to be on the national scene, and I feel like you're just it's a gimmick that you're trying. You know, you're hurting your long-term game for sure. To be popular short-term, you're hurting the long-term game. But again, they, they've sold out. They've sold out 88 games straight. They've been a sellout streak. So who am I to judge? It's just, it's something that I just don't, don't agree with. And I just kind of wanted to bring my opinion. And, I, and I'd also love to hear your opinion. And I don't know if I'm the only one who thinks this way and if you see it and then again slide to my dms let me know because i think it would be i'd love to you know get your opinion on what you think this is going to look like in five six years and i also think it's tough that if you're going to make this statement unless you sell the team in three years if things aren't going well i don't know if they would turn around and be like, oh, we made a mistake. Like when you push the idea that you're getting rid of advertisements because of the fans, not because you want to change it, not because internally as a team, you know, you want to move away from it because you think it looks cleaner with just a, a flat green wall rather than a sponsorship logos. But when you push the narrative that this is for the fans, if in four or five years you need to start selling sponsorship, it's almost a slap in the face to the fans because you're telling them that you do it you're doing this for them you're doing this change for them and now when you change back if you do you can't spin it of oh the fans wanted it instead I mean I guess you could but it's just it's just weird but I don't know I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this and talking about it so we're done we're out no more. No more. So that's what's new with me. I, I was kind of went all in. I saw their little minute video and I read the, the baseball digest thing and I just, I shook my head and my eyes got really wide and I said, what is happening? What is happening? I, I mean, also if, if my ballpark did that, then I'd be out of a job. <laughs> like if they're like, Hey, we're not doing advertisements anymore. We're not selling it. Well, what do you want me to do? Nothing. Awesome. I'm unemployed now. Like, so that that could be it. Why too? But I'd love to hear your thoughts and what you think. So slide in my DMs. Let me know. Um, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. So uh, without that rambling, I want to talk about something that it actually happened. And again, this happens a lot, which I think the podcast is, is I think maybe why you tune in and why you listen to it, uh, because I'm going through the same things that you're going through. I'm in meetings. I'm in cold calls. I'm not sitting on my ivory throne and be like, this is how I made it. I'm a CEO now. And I'm like Warren Buffett, which I love listening to Warren Buffett because he's a very, very smart guy. But things change. Uh, I was in a meeting this week. And I, what I want to talk about was I want to talk about reference accounts. I very, very 
strongly believe in reference accounts. And I know I've talked about it before in the podcast, but I wanted to give it its own time to shine and give you my two cents on it. Talk about the meeting I had um, last week and how I felt it went and why I wanted to bring this up and, and everything like that. So a reference account is someone that you can bring up in a meeting, in a cold call, that what I believe reference accounts does is it almost legitimizes you as more than a salesperson because you're not there just saying, I want to sell this to you to benefit myself. You're referencing someone that you helped also in the past. That could be for groups, season tickets, individual tickets, sponsorship, whatever. If you can get a bank of reference accounts that you can bring up in your mind and talk to the prospect about, I think it's going to help you in the long run because it's going to legitimize you. It's going to legitimize you. When I was selling uniforms, when I got a big account, it, not even in the, and, and again, reference accounts don't have to be your biggest account, but it's someone that you can bring up that people are going to know. You're not going to bring up the mom and pop shop down the road. Now you might, but you're not going to bring up the mom and pop shop that's like four towns away that no one really knows just to say, hey, uh, you know, as your cold call intro of, hey, I help out Phillips Market down the street. No one knows who that is. So why would you reference it? But you could reference Phillips Market when you're talking to another mom and pop shop where, oh, we also help out another mom, you know, another deli similar to yours, Phillips Market that, that's over in, uh, you know, XYZ town. And you could reference that to put them at ease that you're not just there to kind of collect a paycheck. You're there to help out and then you're referencing what you sold and what you helped out the other business with to help out their business and the results that they've seen. Another great thing about reference is that it legitimizes you that you're trustworthy and that you know what you're talking about. And especially when you get a bigger account and you can reference that you are there, that they work with you. And what I mean is, is that when I used to reach out, and I still do, but this is what I, I always say, and this is kind of how I learned about reference accounts, kind of from trial and error, is that when I work, when I was selling uniforms and I was in a new territory, I would look to see what accounts I had or the company had that were in that territory. And in um, it was down, it was down by the beach. There was a pier that shoots off, and it has a bunch of restaurants on it. It's got a club at the end um, and the top, and and just everyone knows the pier. They just you say the pier, you think of that. And I sold it, and I sold them rags. I sold them. Um, aprons, I sold them some paper towels, and that was my reference account that I would add in when I was contacting other businesses in the area because they knew who it was. So say, I love the I love to come in and chat with you. You know, I also work with the peer, so you know, I, I work with the peer on some of their supplies, i.e., you know, napkins, rags, everything I just said. And I'd love to talk to you about about yours too to see if I could, you know, we could find a similar program. What that's going to do is it, it legitimizes you of that, hey, he actually works with those people. I, I know them. Yeah, I'll sit down because maybe he's saving them money. Maybe he's ha- his better, he has a better product. Maybe he has a better mousetrap. So you're going to kind of get those questions of it legitimizes you and that they're going to want to want to meet with you. They're going to want to sit down. They're going to want to talk and hear what you have to say. And it's, it's great. And why I wanted to bring this up was because I had a meeting earlier and we actually lost our office supply, um, our office supply company. 
So we're in the need for a new one. And I called a business that I knew about and we sat down, we met and they're very nice and they have a very good reputation. And, um, we kicked them some ideas and it's not really a trade, but maybe a cash for cash thing. And, um, and what I was talking about was, you know, and I said, I said, you know, it's great. I go, you know, the nice thing about us is sure. Do we order tons and tons of office supplies? No, we don't because we're, we're small office. We're really, you know, we're, we're, we're obviously seasonal where most of all our business only comes from April to September, March or, you know, March to September, whatever, but we're a great reference account. And the guy I was talking to, and he just goes, you know, I, I don't think reference accounts are great. And I kind of sat, I said, I, I I didn't tell him something. I, I kind of disagree with you because I think reference accounts are huge. I think you you can use us as the sports team as a reference account because everyone knows who we are in the market. You know they know us, and you can you can use that. I know the people that do our four hundred one k. She she doesn't make a ton of ton of money off us because we're a small account, but we're a great reference account because it she can bring it up of oh yeah I do all I do all the four hundred one k stuff for them you know you know them and it's just I just believe in it as as you can you can talk about it and bring it up and also by listening to the podcast you know how I like to talk I like to talk in stories I like to talk in analogies and by using reference accounts that's how you're gonna talk to people. This is how I helped out so-and-so, you know, when you tell them to season tickets. This is how I helped out the Smith family. I helped them out because they were looking for something to do and get four tickets and their kids were getting older and, and, and all that jazz. So when you have that going on, it's just, you got a chance, you know what I mean? So try to use reference accounts. If you're a new rep and you don't, you know, and you're making calls for kind of the first time or you have anything like this, talk to a veteran rep. Ask them for situations that you can reference. Did you help out a family? When, you know, what's a small account that we use? What's a big account that we, or what's a small account we have? What's a big account that we have? What's one that does signage? What's one that just does tickets? What's one that does, you know, this or that? What's one that might have left us and then came back? What's one that told us no in the beginning and then told us yes? So you can have that. Because you're not going to lie to them. You're not going to make up a story just to make up a story. But you can reference someone else's victory and say, this is what happened as the team and then you're going to build up your own stories and your own reference accounts that you can bring up and tell other people to my favorite word of the podcast is legitimize yourself it's going to help you out it's going to get your foot maybe in that door just a little bit push 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 and i know working in sports it's helped me as as well too if i'm talking to restaurants i'll reference other restaurants we work with if i if i um you know if I'm talking to, especially with the small ones, especially with the smaller businesses, because a lot of times people think that you have to, you know, you have to be a massive, massive company to do something with us, whether it be season tickets or a group outing or, or sponsorship. And that's not true. So I like to have those accounts that I can reference and bring up and say, no, 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 no. I work at that butcher, sh- butcher shop right down the road. They do X, Y, and Z with me. You know, they're not, they don't have a, a massive presence. They got a good presence for them. They love seeing their sign and they love seeing people out there. You know, it's these accounts that you can bring up and you can just kind of put them at ease. You can kind of push out some doubt that they have that's saying, oh, we're, we're, we're too small or, oh, it, it, it doesn't work for us because it doesn't work for our business. Nah, it works for other people's business. 
You know what I mean? When, when I hear that from real estate companies, which I hear a lot too, of, of no, 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 that's not our business. I write back and say, absolutely. You know, we actually work with a few real estate businesses. And I raffle off, bing, bang, boom. Because a lot of times when you got their competitors there, they want to be there too. Because they don't want to, you know, it's like it's, it, you, you almost have that, that feeling of like in Finding Nemo, um, where all the seagulls are, mine, 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 mine. They all want to do it. They don't want to do it because they don't want one to jump up above the other one. So sometimes you can get on a hot streak um, if you're just calling like the same companies that you know is like on the upswing. Like right now is construction companies because that industry is booming. Um, and I hope it goes on for a while because it, it, it's it's great. But yeah, but that's what I got for the that's what I got for reference accounts. I think they're very, very important. I know I rambled a bunch, but just get these stories in your head and get these accounts that you can bring up and you can tell other people because it's just going to be a a great way for you to get your foot in the door and put someone at ease, you know, legitimize yourself as a person that you're not just being there to collect a paycheck and, and sell them something and be gone. When you can tell a story and you can you can make it a real life example for them that I was able to help out the business similar to you with with this and they've seen benefit in them. It's a good way. It's a good way to get your foot in the door and it's a good way to sell a business by doing that. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, follow me on social media at Sports Sales Coffee on Instagram, at Sports Sales Coffee on Facebook, at SSC underscore podcast on Twitter, on TikTok. It's at Sports Sales Coffee or on LinkedIn, Sports Sales and Coffee. Slide in my DMs. Let me know your thoughts, your feelings, any questions you might have. And also let me know about your feeling on the Savannah Bananas and what they're doing. If you would like the idea of doing an ad free ballpark. If you think it was a distraction for fans, I'd love to get other people's opinions because right now I only have my opinions in my head. And sure, it's a lot of opinions because it's in my head, but it's really only from one. So I'd love to hear from you too. Like, subscribe, and comment so we're able to listen to the podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend about it. And uh, go have a phenomenal week. Go sell something. Peace.